are now walking in the hurts world. You are now walking into hurts world. Aye. Discussion that we need to hear. Topics they be scared to touch. Potters say we do too much. Hurt, I think they scared of us. Meaning this is filled with hits. How you turned up like a G. You are now in Hurt's world. If you love a hatchet chick, you are now in Hurt's world. 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 And right now, you're in the mix with my daddy, Casual. Turn up, turn up. He said, man, I blow his mind every time I'm activated. You just trying to catch a vibe. CC got you fascinated. Jump up on a brand new ride. BMW riding, baby. I ain't gonna tell you lies. That's just how we roll. That's how we roll with it. And when she gave me my flowers, I stick my nose in it. It just be me and La Mama. We don't need no witness. And I hit it like a model because I'm opposing it. We get our roll on. We don't need no phones. We be in our zone. We call it ozone. Her tongue a rose petal. I can't feel no thorns. She roll my lala. I smoke the whole song. She get her mind blown. She get her doors blown. She say my third leg. Feel like my forearm. Since I'm a pothead, she leave her store room. She give me fire head. It keep my soul warm. And if she pop it like CC, I'm for sure tipping. Put it like a pot of gold, got me gold digging. She scream goals when we stop gold tending. And if I talk that shit, I'ma roll with it. Don't you stop off summer in the wind? You look at me like that again, we make another kid. Give my heart, I'm your rib. If I ever had to for you, I would do a bid. And I can tell that you're ready. Three, two, it's going down like a Betty. Water to no one shots again. If I fill it on a phone, tell me that we're gonna trip. Go, go ahead, it's your time, baby. It's your time, baby. Get by, baby. That's the difference when you're my baby. That's how it is when you're. Oh, baby, make me stop the world. Young Nino, 
Ghostface, Al Pacino, Bumbido, Pimp C, RP, though. I goes deep in the that Marino. She wanna be the one to my own single. Break a part, no future, Miss Cleo. Snap back, automatic reload. Flyer than a beetle, you can't beat them. Vampire, your evening. I pop up and eat lunch, leave you in the cement. Don't believe it? Tripe like a leader. The gun Selena, give it fever, fever. Real I put it in pot, take a shot higher than the tube side. Use a bop, give me top top as I load the wop. Man, these say I'm fly, but to her, I'm God. I'm faded, 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 man. 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 Don't be worried about what we be doing, what we doing, making money. What they doing, hating on us if they want it, take it from me. What the mother, mother doing? I don't know, cause I don't stone them. My business on my mama. I'm coming big booty, booty made a bag up. So shots out the switch, made them bag his man up. Say that she, she my private dancer. You can call a phone, bitch, she ain't gon' answer. Go, 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 go. No, they turn up, I'm talking way past the ceiling. Go, she fool with me because he carries like a rabbit silly. My pop, pop, bite like a willy. Run the city of Memphis, we known for macking and pimping. But I'm a hot boy, I can't lie, I got some wheezy up in me. You know this, they get greasy. I'm in the streets like a meter. She telling me that she need me, but Lord, know this shit. I tell him drop his drop, he holding too much tension in his ninnies. Made him run a four step, but he was six feet tall, like a high school. I'm trying to hit all y'all. Yeah, I seen him stomach, but I'm trying to make him fall, fall. Shake it, she was fully dressed, now she naked. Back shots, front shots, make him make him shake, shake. Ready for the foot shot, told her to taste it. Bad, bad, chase me. I used to be basic. She asking for my raw dog, dog. Get a latex, deep in her mouth, make a big sailor. Swallow my love, or your friend the replacement. Put her on her knees, yeah, I caught it. Don't be worried about what we be doing, what we doing, making money. What they doing, hating on us if they want it, take it from me. What the mother, mother doing, I don't know, cause I don't stone them. My business on my mama, I'm coming big booty, booty, made a bag So shots out the switch, made them bag his man up. Say that she, she my private dancer. Show me love, show me, show me love, show me that sh show me love, show me, show me love. Wobble on it, wobble up, wobble, wobble up, wobble on it, wobble up, wobble, wobble up. Show me that, show me love, show me, show me love, show me that, show me love, show me, show me love. Wobble on it, wobble up, wobble, wobble up, wobble on it, wobble up, wobble, wobble up. See, I see got money, you ain't twerking for nothing. If my got, then you better start in the sun. Pay your own rent, got your own check, you don't need me. See, it's the best is why the hell of Show me this, show me love, show me, show me love, show me this, show me love, show me, show me love, wobble on it, wobble up, wobble, wobble up, wobble on it, wobble up, wobble, wobble up, show me that, show me love, show me, show me love, show me that, show me love, show me, show me love, wobble on it, wobble up, wobble, wobble up, wobble on it, wobble up, A million dollars. 
trees. Decorate the house with lights at night. Snow's on the ground, snow white so bright. In the fireplace is the Yule log. Beneath the mistletoe as we drink eggnog. The rhymes that you hear are the rhymes of Gerald. Like each and every year we bust Christmas carols. Christmas carols. Christmas shopping done. I don't even have a tree up yet, so hey, there's that. The Mini Mix is exclusively once again brought to you by Ad Kisser. Make sure you check them out on adkisser.com. Every commercial produced on this show is exclusively produced by Ad Kisser. If you're an entrepreneur or you are involved in a company that needs advertisement, check out adkisser.com. Check out the demos. See how you can get yourself hooked up with a brand new customized commercial to put your business on the map. You know, I like to always say you to keep it casual. Cherish always salvation, unity, and life. Big Herc, happy holidays, homie. I hear you got something special going on. This is your world. What you got for him this week? It ain't that much good for JJ in the world for you to ever get down on bending me. And say, baby, I saw you with the other fella. I just didn't care. What the fuck? No. <laughs> so if she got that type of hold on you, sir, you need to run right now. Like, stop, like, stop the podcast, pack your shit, get your Xbox or your PlayStation, and go. Go, 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 go. And y'all know how we do. It's me, the big hurt. And you tuned in to Hurts World, man. Season five, episode eleven. And before we get too deep off in episode 11, I um, just want to send a special thank you to uh, Leah, Big A, Elo, Olo, and Cousin Ray Ray for kicking it with me last week. Um, I never knew what falling off the bone penis was, um, but I, I, I was informed of what that meant last week. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, apparently you didn't listen to last week's episode. So you should go do that. Um, ladies, if you have, apparently if you have some penis that has fallen off the bone or have had penis that, that's fallen off the bone, you should want to keep that. Fellas, if you have penis that falls off the bone, um, you shouldn't be handing it out all, rec- all willy-nilly because you could probably get your tires slashed and uh, beat up or the windows busted out your car. So do with that information what you will. Um, don't just be out here slanging willy because it's Christmas time and um, it get cold outside if you, you know, get put out your house for cheating or whatever. Clear boundaries, I guess. I don't know. Look, I I just found out what's, what it was last week. Um, so y'all go back, stream that episode, figure it out for me. 
then y'all just drop the comments and explain it to me because I'm not that smart all the time um, with stuff like that. So do that information what you will. This week we are talking um, holiday grief. The holiday season has officially uh, graced us with its presence. Yes, you can now play Christmas music. It is officially okay. If you've been playing it since November 1st, um, I hope your tree falls. If you waited to December, kudos to you. Um, but I got um, my homie, who is also a very, very dope therapist, um, on here to talk to y'all. So we'll be right back more of Herc's World. Stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. Looking for a way to relax or work on your mental health? Blooming Lotus Lifestyle and Wellness Company is here to help. We offer an array of services to aid with mental health support and more. An aromatherapy experience through handcrafted essential sensory blend candles, sensory deprivation massages, sound therapy, and more. There's also our nonprofit organization, the Butterfly Foundation, that aids and supports women and children in domestic violence crisis. Our motto is thriving in humanity while operating with love and humility. For more info, find us on Linktree at Blooming Lotus Wellness and CO. Do you have a business or event you would like to promote and want the best way to grab potential clients' attention? Give AdKisser a try. AdKisser, a professional and affordable company that can create your 30 or 60 second ad to make your business stand out from the competition. We've got men, women, that can bring energy and quality to your advertisement. When you get ready to spread the word about your business or event, don't let anyone else cut you a boring commercial. That is literally the worst thing I've ever heard. Send us your ad and let us kiss. For demos and more info, visit adkisser.com. Welcome back to Hurts, where I am your girlfriend's favorite podcast host to be hurt. And if she says I'm not, um, that whole life. We're just going to keep it simple. Um, as advertised, my homegirl, a.k.a. Yo, homegirl's dope therapist is with me this week. I'm going to shut up and let her introduce herself. So here we go. Hey. Welcome back, man. Well, thank you. Uh, as, you know, Herc said earlier, I'm your homegirl's dope therapist, but I also like to refer to myself as the transformative therapist. Uh, my name is Ashley Lucas, and I am the CEO and clinical director of Transformative Counseling, LLC. We are a holistic period. We are a holistic um, therapy aimed at professional millennials. So I work with men and women in the professional space. I work with couples, I work with families, and I specifically work with brown and black women uh, dealing with relationship issues, self-esteem issues, and dealing with generational trauma. It's good to be back. You do a lot. I do. And what's crazy is the last time I was here, I wasn't even in this space. So, like, so much can happen in, like, a few months. Now, before we get too deep off into our topic you know you kind of hinted last time you were here that there was some stuff coming that you couldn't really speak on and i kind of knew a little bit about a little bit but i ain't say nothing so (laughs) is this what you was talking about or is it more more to come yes no 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 well that first of all one thing about me there's always more to come i don't rest on my laurels period. Uh, But yes, this was that big news that I was alluding to. I think the last time that I was here, I hadn't yet taken my clinical exam. So I was still, you know, I was still a baby therapist. I was still a baby social worker. 
And now I am fully licensed in the state of Tennessee. I obtained my LLC in September and did my major launch November the 1st. And it uh, did pretty well, actually. I've received a lot of good feedback. Um, So, yeah, so that was my big news. I am officially a business owner. I'm breaking generational curses myself. So we here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, how does it feel to break generational curses? Ooh, child. You're just going to dive right in there, huh? Just straight into it. It's, it's a mixture of feelings. It's, it's liberating, right? Because 17-year-old me going away to college, being away from my parents for the first time, actually never saw this for myself. Like I wanted to work in a school system. I wanted to be a school counselor. I really didn't actually see what my life was going to look like past getting my bachelor's degree. And here I am. I'm not going to take out my age. Um, here I am. She's younger than I am, y'all. Here I am X amount of years after getting my bachelor's and my master's and getting two um, licenses and I don't know. It's a pretty overwhelming feeling, but I also think that with it comes this great amount of pressure. You know, Thanksgiving, I went to my cousin's house. He hosted dinner and it was so nice. Like as soon as I walked in the house, everybody, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. I always knew because, you know, I was always the cousin where the cousin, the niece, the granddaughter, the daughter who, oh, she's making straight A's. She's making honor roll. She's doing this, that, and the third. And I know that they never intended to make me feel this way, but that made me feel like I had to carry all of that on my shoulders. You know, now that I'm older, I realized that, you know, it was just good for them to see that I was not falling behind or I was not a statistic, but it can become overwhelming because, you know, I got the elders looking at me doing things that they never saw themselves doing. And I'm, I got my parents looking at me, making sure that, you know, all the support is not in vain. It's, it's, it's a mixture of feelings. Yeah. So, Let's just let's just piggyback off that. So um it is the holiday season. You got, you know, kids coming home from college, you got um generations coming home, you know, after that first semester or you know, sometimes that sophomore year, whatever year you're in in college if you decide to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um I know for me, like that first year, that freshman year, that first visit home it was kind of like, damn, like, dude, like, it, it, like, I'm, I'm really in college. I'm really doing this thing. And, you know, in my family, it, it, it was on my, well, on my dad's side of my family, it was just like, you graduate, you go to college, you get a job, you may or may not go get a master's. Sometimes you go get a doctorate, you know, whatever, you just keep going. Um, not saying my mom's side, isn't like that or wasn't like that. It's just kind of like, you know, you get your, you know, you get your bachelor's, you know, you may, you know, you may progress, whatever. It was just kind of one of them feelings like, well, damn, like, okay, I got through that first semester. Now what? And then I, you hear those congratulations. Like, I'm so proud of you and, you know, all that other stuff. But like, how would you tell somebody that is dealing with uh, the pressure that of kind of, Dealing, you know, kind of having that pressure on their back of being one of the first people to go to college or having those high expectations on them, how would you tell them to deal with the weight of that weight? 
I would honestly tell them to learn what their boundaries are and enforce them. Um, so I, I am not the first of my family to go to college, nor am I the first to go and get a master's degree. But in my, like, in you know how you, your cousins, you have, like, certain age groups of cousins. So mm-hmm. in my age group of cousins, I actually think that there were maybe only, like, two of us. There were several of us who went to college, but I think only two of us finished college. Um, and when I went and got my master's degree, I didn't tell anybody. No one. Yes. So the only people who knew that I was in grad school were my parents, of course, because I lived at home with them and like my closest friends. So like the guy I was dating, my little friend, because to be honest with you, if I dated you before I was 25, we didn't really date. Um, So the little friend that I mm -hmm, the little friend that I had knew and his parents knew and they were very supportive. And then like my two best friends knew no one else knew that I was in grad school until I dropped the pictures. Like I did a photo shoot with a friend and I dropped the pictures and my sole purpose. I also forgot like two of my classmates who um, actually went through my undergrad program with, they also knew cause we were all in the same program, but I did that because I didn't want the added pressure of what if this doesn't work out? Like nobody tells you how intimidating college and grad school is. They just tell you to go. They say the only way that you're going to thrive or make money is to go. And they don't actually tell you how intimidating it is. So I made the conscious decision that I didn't want to announce this on Facebook and have everybody congratulate me fail and then have people questioning me. So I set that boundary by not saying anything to anyone in my family about it. And that is the best piece of advice that I can give because there was so much peace in my decision to not tell anybody I was going to grad school because when I finished, it was truly a, it was truly an accomplishment of, okay, you went out there and you did this with minimal support. You didn't have a whole lot of people who were rooting for you. You didn't have a whole lot of people who were praying for you. Like you went out and you did this. Um, and then also knowing when to walk away from situations. I can vividly remember my freshman year of college when I went home for, I actually think it was Christmas. And I had some of my older cousins ask me, you know, what I was majoring in. And I told them social work. And the first thing that come out of their mouth was, so you're just going to be a baby snatcher, huh? So you just going to separate kids from their family, huh? And I'm like, what? However, I, I I blame their ignorance on how the media portrays social workers. Like up until I got my degree in social work, that's kind of the same thing I thought about social workers as well. But even in hearing that, there was this stigma attached to what I was doing. So knowing when to walk away from certain situations, setting that boundary even within yourself and saying, I'm not going to engage would be very helpful. And then just cultivating this space of support for yourself because not everybody is going to like what you do not everybody's going to agree with how you do it but if you've cultivated a space of people who provide you genuine support and show up for you in ways that make you feel genuinely supported it goes a long way very well said so you just pop it out here with master's degrees i literally i I took my pictures in April and this was around the time uh, I can't even think of the song. It's a Beyonce and Jay-Z song. And I think Jay-Z says one, not enough. I need two. talking about the twins. 
So when I popped out, my caption on Instagram and Facebook was one not enough. I need two. Obviously, two degrees. And that, you know, it did numbers. I ain't gonna lie, it did numbers. Okay. Instead of popping up Mary, she popped out with a master's degree. Look, that's gonna that's, be that's a whole new flex. That's gonna be my next one. Okay. My future husband's out here listening. No pop up Mary. Uh guys, sliding idea. Oh, um, <laughs> he's just kidding. <laughs> am I? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm she said I was kidding. Y'all, y'all know I ain't got no sense all the time. I'm gonna tell somebody to slide in some some DMs. No, he does literally every time we we get together. It's quietly. I do. Yeah. It it is, and she be like, "Why are these niggas here?" Every single time. This is your fault. <laughs> but if y'all follow, now I will say this: if y'all follow her on Instagram, and y'all see them six a.m. workouts. Do with that information what you will. Shout out um, to my trainer, by the way. Look, I was kind of hoping you didn't bring said trainer up. Because mm-hmm. that's going to get me in trouble. Um, but I will say, mm-hmm. shout out to you <laughs> and shout out to your trainer. Hey, follow when y'all when y'all go follow her Instagram mm-hmm. and she be talking about some you know uh, shout out to her trainer, mm-hmm. just click the link. You won't be you won't be disappointed on either one. Just stop throw it out there. Anyway, um, I gotta I gotta I gotta move on. Whew. Anyway, so coming home from you know breaks or you know having that all that pressure on you, whether it's you're the first person or the fifth person to go to college. Cause you know, and, and I, just, I can only speak for my college experience. Like me personally, I, I tell everybody all the time, my freshman year of college was probably the second most fun time of my life. Um, just because I was out on my own. I would, I didn't have to answer to nobody. Um, and it, and then in having the time of my life, I made some dumb decisions. What was one dumb decision? I would wake up for a class on time, go to the cafe, eat breakfast, would come back to the room and be like, you know what? Hmm. It's eight o'clock. Class starts at 815. Class is literally hmm, three minute, a two minute walk. Mm-hmm. Huh, but it's a nice day outside. And shorty with the red pants said she wasn't going to class either. So guess who didn't go to class? Now, did I flunk out of freshman year? No, but I could have done a whole lot better. You know, so what advice would you, if, if somebody were to come sit on your couch or um, or sit in your chair and they just kind of say like, hey, like, I kind of fuck. Sorry about that. I kind of, you know, Fucked up my freshman year of college, and I think my parents are gonna kill me. What would your advice be? Um, well, I would start by saying, and this is a technical thing, therapists don't give advice because we don't want y'all to take the advice and then not work out for y'all, and then y'all come back for us. But I would definitely start by asking that person, are you sure that college is for you? Because going back to my original statement, you know. 
I, I can remember being a junior in high school and them not telling us about anything but college, you know, and, and, you know, it was even a little shame in Jayco. Like if you were to go to a junior college or a community college, like, no, you had to go to a four year university. If you were going to thrive and do anything, you needed to go to college. And for a lot of people that meant like, okay, well, let me go and do this one thing because that's what they've been telling me for the last 17 or 18 years. Um, but college is not for everyone. And there is no shame in admitting that college may not be for you. So as a therapist, if I had a college student who came and they sat on my couch, come sit on my couch, beloved, that's my tag. Um, I would start by asking them, like, do you really think that college is for you? Or were you more Google Gaga eyed over the freedom and the dorm room and the college experience as opposed to the education? Because yes, you know, there's parties, there's the UC, there's the calf, there's girls in the red shorts or whatever she had on. Um, but the intention of college is to go and get an education. Um and then let's say that that person said, well, yeah, college is definitely for me, but I'm just super fearful that my parents are going to kill me. I honestly would just ask them to hold themselves accountable instead of coming with the excuses, just say, hey, I got a little taste of freedom in college. I honestly did not know what their freedom was going to do to me. And I messed up. I'm deeply sorry. I don't want to disappoint anybody. I'm willing to sit down and make a plan to make things better, to do better when I go back in the spring so that I don't end up on academic probation or so that I don't end up flunking out, you will actually be surprised at how quickly a person's demeanor will change when you accept accountability for your own actions instead of making every excuse in the book as to why that incident happened. Um, let me be the first to say, mm -hmm. mama, uh, pops, may you rest in peace. I messed up. Um, I was, I was mesmerized by the college life and the freedom and not having to get up and go do nothing, but, you know, go to class. Um, I'm sorry that I wasted, that I messed off that first, that first, not even fall semester, that spring semester too. Um, what no academic probation? Like I got C's, a couple B's, but, um, I did not take it as seriously as I should have. So I wholeheartedly apologize for not taking it as serious. But um, to shorty the red pants, you know who you are. Um, thank you for making my freshman year what it was. So. Okay. Okay. Therapy approval. You know. Yep. She, she deserved credit somewhere. Yeah. I mean, she got, look, I, now I did not go to class that day, but, mm -hmm. you know, she was in a couple other classes and, and, and we, we flourished and we, we, we were cool. Um, I ain't gonna say her name cause she's Please married now. Please don't say her name. Thank you. Yeah. We, we, but you know who you are. <laughs> so with the holiday season and, 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 and we're going to go back to the holiday season, setting boundaries. Um, of course, you know, we, we are a social media society and there are hundreds of videos, um, titled Thanksgiving and Christmas clapbacks for those elders who elders and cousins who 
they don't know how to mind their business. Mm-hmm. Um, or they got something to say, uh, you know, whatever it is. Um, when we get back, we're gonna talk about that and you know how you would deal that, how you would suggest somebody deal with that from a from a I don't know if I want to get, I don't know if I want you to give like the therapist answer or the the hood therapist answer. We're going to figure it out. We're going to go, we're going to come back. We'll be right back with more Hurts Work. Do you have a business or event you would like to promote and want the best way to grab potential clients' attention? Give AdKisser a try. AdKisser, a professional and affordable company that can create your 30 or 60 second ad to make your business stand out from the competition. We've got men, women, that can bring energy and quality to your advertisement. When you get ready to spread the word about your business or event, don't let anyone else cut you a boring commercial. That is literally the worst thing I've ever heard. Send us your ad and let us kiss. For demos and more info, visit adkisser.com. Looking for a way to relax or work on your mental health? Blooming Lotus Lifestyle and Wellness Company is here to help. We offer an array of services to aid with mental health support and more. An aromatherapy experience through handcrafted essential sensory blend candles, sensory deprivation massages, sound therapy, and more. There's also our nonprofit organization, the Butterfly Foundation, that aids and supports women and children in domestic violence crisis. Our motto is thriving in humanity while operating with love and humility. For more info, find us on Linktree at Blooming Lotus Wellness and CO. Welcome back to Hurts Where I am your girlfriend, show your podcast host to be hurt. And if she says I'm not, that hell a liar. Uh, we're talking holiday grief, man. Um, it is the holiday season and people deal with things different ways. Um, some of us are dealing with not having loved ones for the first time. Some of us are dealing with uh, coming home from that first or second semester of college and that weight of the world is on our shoulders because we didn't do as bet as good as we thought we could have. Or some of us are just dealing with childhood trauma that we have not been able to get out and let go. Uh, so I got um, Ashley, or as I like to call her, Dr. Ashley, <laughs> um, with me this week. And we're talk- We're just going to give tips and tricks and talk about stuff. So before we went to break, we were talking about uh, setting boundaries with family members for holidays. I decided I wanted you to give the hood therapist answer okay. on how to deal with folks on on and they clapbacks. Oh, oh not, not not they clapbacks. They not setting your boundaries. But before you do that, we're gonna um share a video of something that I found on TikTok that I I thought was hilarious. Um, and it's one of those, uh, thanks, you know, holiday, uh, clapbacks that I was talking about. Where is he? Come on. Here we are. Share my screen with you. At your grown age? And Gretel, you still getting your diaper changed? At your grown age? Oh, he's starting early tonight. Yo, cuz, it looks like you put on a few pounds since I last saw you, man. Come ball with me at the park. 
Didn't your parole officer say that you can't step within 50 yards of a park? Oh, oh, trying to make a call? Not the P.O. You better stop now before he calls. <laughs> Dang, O'Neal, you eating like you never been fed. <laughs> You're laughing like your father isn't dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you please be of use and turn up the heat? It's dry and cold in here. Like your husband's prison cell? <gasps> you didn't call him today. Did you run out of minutes or did he run out of time? <gasps> you my poor Billiam. <laughs> did she say Billiam? Yeah, he guilty, child. I know. It was quite divine, act. Oh, O'Neal, why are you drinking so much? Why is no one eating your potato salad? Oh, that's all raisins in there. I'm sorry. I'm not touching that. O'Neal, you need to fix that nasty attitude before I fix it for you. Just like how you should fix your failed 23-day marriage? <gasps> how about you fix your credit score after you couldn't afford your $2.99 weekly corner payments on a Big Mac you bought a month ago? <gasps> How about you fix me another plate since you want to be bad Bob the Builder? Security! What's your name, B.O.B.? So they calling you robbers? You gotta go. He ate you up too bad. I'm sorry. You can't be here right now. Oh, God. Wow. Um, clearly, O'Neill doesn't have boundaries or a filter. Let's just say. You know, we some of us ain't like O'Neal. How would you deal with that? First of all, shout out to that creator because that video was hilarious. And I remember like the earliest Thanksgiving clapback from Black Twitter was in like 2016. And that, man, that I think that sets the tone for creators now. Um, and to your earlier statement, when you were like, I don't know if you want to answer, it's like a therapist or the hood therapist. One thing to know about me is I can switch very effortlessly from being a therapist to being a homegirl therapist. I talk about that all the time. So you don't ever have to need that with a distinction because depending on the topic, I can do it. Um, as a therapist, I always encourage healthy boundaries. And he healthy boundaries basically looks like something you set in place to protect you from other people, to protect you from other people's actions, to protect you from other people's um, inaction or anything like that, just to protect you. That's what a boundary is. Now, with that being said, there is a follow-up to boundaries that a lot of people don't realize or talk about, and it's called consequences. If I set a boundary with you and I let you know when I'm setting the boundary with you that, hey, if you cross this boundary and you continue to cross this boundary with me, then this is what's going to happen. I can't be responsible for how you feel once I enforce the boundaries. I can't be responsible for your mouth being wide gaped open once I implement the consequence. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So in that clip, I'm all for reading people for real. I'm all for reading people their Miranda rights, reading them like the Holy Bible, whatever you need to do, because I think by the time it gets there, there have been so many instances of, hey, you're hurting my feelings. Hey, you're doing this, that, and the third. Hey, I need you to stop. Hey, 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 hey. It's only going to be so many hey's before it's a hoe. <laughs> so many hey's before it's a hoe. Point blank period. Point blank period. Um, 
if I'm working with a client who has zero boundaries and my clients can attest to this, any of my clients out there listening to this, whenever we spent that time frame talking about how to set boundaries and how to be effective with setting boundaries, there was definitely that part where my clapbacks that I have encouraged, because we don't advise, that I have encouraged my clients to look at or to think about have been on the side of sassy. You know, they haven't been, okay, Charles. So we're not going to say that I put on weight anymore. No, because let's be realistic, especially in black families. Sometimes you got to, you know, swing. (laughs) Metaphorically, not physically. We don't, we don't. No violence over on this side. Uh, but I do think that even some, I, th- I, I think that even in something like that, it can be healthy because like I said, before we get there, there have been so many other chances. However, as a therapist, I would be remiss if I didn't say, I do think that if it starts to get to that point, maybe consider setting a boundary with yourself to say, okay, I'm only going to give one person one time and then I'm going to fix my to-go play and then I'm going to go. Or, I've had some clients and typically by the time it gets to this point, that's because the family is too toxic for boundaries. I've had some clients who've decided to go no contact with family, which is okay as well. As long as you are doing it to benefit you and you're not doing it out of spite, you're not doing it to uh, be bitter. You got to find a boundary and a consequence that works best for you. Boundaries and consequence. Now see, I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I have not really figured out how to set boundaries. Um, so I know I don't really have consequences for breaking up boundaries because I don't really know how to set them. Um, without going too deep off into your bag, um, how do you, how do you, advi- how do you advise? Is that, is that correct? More or less. Yeah. People to set healthy boundaries. Um, with anything, not just family or friends, just with anything and any, anybody. Um, I would definitely start by figuring out what areas of your life need boundaries. So, and, and sometimes people are like, I, I don't really know, you know, what that means. Because if you think about it, we're not taught boundaries growing up. I think the only time I remember being taught boundaries was kindergarten when they would say something like, keep all your hands, feet and other objects to yourself. But then I can also remember, you know, being a kid and being forced to sit on people's laps or being forced to go give that one family member that met me when I was a baby and I have no idea who they are now and give them a kiss, you know, and it was always under the guise of, well, that's your such and such, go do this for them, or that's your such and such, go do that for them. And so we ultimately subconsciously create this space in our head where our boundaries, what makes us feel safe and protected don't really matter. So figuring out what those areas are in your life can be very important. It's a very good step, a very good first step. Um, From there, I think you need to figure out why that boundary needs to be set. Does it make you uncomfortable? Does it put you in danger? Does it allow people to walk all over you? Do you find yourself pouring from an empty cup? Like, why do you find that boundary needing to be set? And then once you've gotten from there, working on saying no is the best place that I can suggest a person start when they're actively setting boundaries. My best friend used to say to me, no is a complete sentence. And it completely changed my life. I used to be the person who 
because you said that you don't know how to set boundaries. I only just started setting boundaries two years ago. I read this wonderful book. It's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace by another black therapist as well. I believe her name is Nedra Glover Tawab or Nedra Tawab Lover, one of one of those iterations. And it changed my life. And hearing my best friend say, you don't owe anybody an explanation once you set boundaries. Changed my life. So learning how to say no is a really good place to start. Dropping fucking knowledge. Already. All the, like we we halfway into the show and she's dropped knowledge and gems at least four times. And I just just you know I just happened to say that that time. But if y'all not listening, that's on y'all. Um <laughs> listen and, 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 and so listen and comprehend is 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 what I want y'all to do with this with this particular episode. I mean, of course, listen, but comprehend what is being said so that if you ever find yourself in a situation, you can think back, like, okay, well, Ashley said this, or Hurt said that, or Hurt gave this example, and then Ashley said, this is how I should deal with this, or, you know what, I should just call, I should just, you know, I I should call Ashley and, and go sit on her couch, you know, just now booking for 2024. So I was saying. Hey. So with dealing with family and you and you kind of hinted on, you know, something I something else I want to highlight. When you're dealing with family around the holidays, you know, and, and you, you know, like when you were younger, you say, hey, go go hug so and so. That's your third cousin on your your daddy's side and or go get this for uh eight Mabel that's your mama's fourth cousin twice removed whatever it is mm-hmm. um and you know or or my all-time favorite has always been oh well you can't let you know y'all you can't lead the kids around um um Jumba because you know he just got out or you know, or whatever it is. How how do you advise your clients to deal with those situations? Because, like, you know, like you said, we as a community kind of just, oh, it's okay. You know, it, it, it's all right. You know, is it, it ain't nobody that June bug watch them. You know, but June bug just got out. And you know, y- y'all know what he went to jail for. Mm-hmm. So Honestly, and I think that this is just a testament to the therapeutic process in general. By the time a lot of my clients get to me, they've gotten to the point where they're ready because, you know, it's one thing to say you need to go to therapy. And it's another thing to say, I'm going to go to therapy, but to actually find a therapist, talk to a therapist and go to that first session like that takes so much courage. And I think by the time that person gets there, they're at the point where they are ready to confront things that aren't healthy for them. So it's actually not as difficult. Now, it's it it can pose a challenge to. Uh, let's see, it can pose a challenge to encourage clients to move certain ways. But I definitely think that they are already at the point where like, OK, I'm fed up. 
I don't want to talk to this person anymore. I don't want to be around this person anymore. So usually in my experience, by the time we get there, they're ready to go ahead and shake it up a little bit. They just need that extra push or that extra guidance. But in the event that I come across somebody who's not like that, I mean, it really just goes back to the boundaries thing. You know, if you and your heart of hearts knows that something like this makes you so uncomfortable, you got to go back to, well, why do things make us uncomfortable? A lot of times it's from this fight, flight, or freeze perspective. Like something out there is going to cause me some harm and I have to respond. Otherwise I'm going to die. And it is our innate nature to survive. Obviously the hell we in right now in 2023, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, I would just, I would go back to the whole boundary standpoint, you know, being firm in your boundaries or even better yet. And, and I do this with people who do have a hard time saying no, Try not putting yourself in spaces where you would have to say no. If you know that the holiday is coming up and Junebug just got out of jail for doing whatever he did and you don't want your kids to be around that, maybe this year instead of going to Aunt Gertrude's house, you do something at home. Just you, your spouse, and your kids. Just you and your kids or just you and your friends or whatever. And I actually see that a lot more, you know, in the millennial generation. Friendsgiving, friendsmas, people like creating these traditional spaces with their family of choice as opposed to their family of origin. I like that. You know, I, I went to a um I went to a Wingsgiving this year. Um That is what that is what we had a Wingsgiving. That is just so uh black? Yeah. Oh well uh yeah. No, we love black people. Uh but no, we had a humor, but I can't say it because we on podcast. <laughs> um what she I, I can you say it. Words in my mouth no, I, I can say it. You can it say was it. Re- it was real niggerish. Um but no, like we we like you know we it was the it was week for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we were like, bro, like we know everybody's gonna eat that traditional Thanksgiving food, so you know we got together um, at a friend's house and we just hey everybody brought like fifteen wings from different places, um, played games. Well, they played games, um, ate wings. And they enjoy fellowship. I keep saying they because okay. Wonder can I? I wonder can I say this and not get in trouble? Probably. I don't care. Um. So I say they because y'all know I'm a bigger guy, and I feel like most recreational drugs don't affect me like it affects people smaller than me. So. Um, there may not have been an edible, two edibles, <laughs> and they were, I think it was like 40 milligrams a piece, mm-hmm. and they were stuck together, and I was like, oh, it won't be that bad. I ate both of them. Um, let's just say right. I ate, and that is all I remember. Like... I that there that now there is that I'm still hearing stories of like that night, um, 
I'll never want to be that high ever again. Like there's there like there are certain highs that I, I really really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be that high again. Yeah, because I'm like everything move like I feel like I, I was so high. I didn't come like I didn't come down off that high until Monday morning. Oh no, I would have went to the ER. I mean, I wanted to. No, I would have went to the ER. But it, it, it's kind of it's gonna be kind of hard to explain to the to the doctor. Like, well, doc, the reason my heart rate is beating the way it is, and it feel like everything is like moving in slow motion, it's because I'm hot. He's gonna look at me like, well, all you can really do is let it. You know, let it pass. There's not enough water, not enough popsicles, not enough cold air. Like, there wasn't enough food. So I don't know what we like. Literally, I took the edible. I want to say at like 7 30 Saturday night. I didn't come off that high until like 5 30 Monday morning. That is insane. So, if you learn nothing from that story, read the packaging <laughs> and understand what you're doing and stay in your lane. That is insane. It was. And that that that, that is the extent of what I'm what I remember from Wingsgiving. Like it was like before that, all oh, it was fun. Like we was, you know, vibing and music was going and the food was good. The edible kicked in. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh wow. So um, but no, like you know, the, the traditions of wings giving and, and friends giving and friends miss and things like that, you know, those are things that you know, like you said, millennials are doing just because one, you know. Most most millennials are, you know, graduating college, moving away from home. And, you know, I saw something on the news where it's like it costs too much to travel home, you know, for the holidays. So they're 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 having these events and they're doing these things with the family that they chose um, or the community that they that they built within themselves to support. So, you know, if you don't have anywhere to, if you don't want to go home for the holidays, get with your friends, get with your people, get with people that are going to pour into you and you can pour into them so that y'all can have an enjoyable Christmas or, you know, New Year's, whatever you decide to celebrate. So uh, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with more Hurts World. Don't go nowhere. Looking for a way to relax or work on your mental health? Blooming Lotus Lifestyle and Wellness Company is here to help. We offer an array of services to aid with mental health support and more. An aromatherapy experience through handcrafted essential sensory blend candles, sensory deprivation massages, sound therapy, and more. There's also our nonprofit organization, the Butterfly Foundation, that aids and supports women and children in domestic violence crisis. Our motto is thriving in humanity while operating with love and humility. For more info, find us on Linktree at Blooming Lotus Wellness and CO. Do you have a business or event you would like to promote and want the best way to grab potential clients' attention? Give AdKisser a try. AdKisser is a professional and affordable company that can create your 30 or 60 second ad to make your business stand out from the competition. We've got men, women, and kids. 
that can bring energy and quality to your advertisement. When you get ready to spread the word about your business or event, don't let anyone else cut you a boring commercial. That is literally the worst thing I've ever heard. Send us your ad and let us kiss. For demos and more info, visit adkisser.com. Welcome back to Hurts Bro. I am your girlfriend's favorite podcast host to be hurt. And if she says I'm not, she ain't got no edges. Um, that is crazy. <laughs> you know, wow. Like, would you rather me say she ain't got no baby hairs or her baby hairs don't match? I say that. Her not having no edges. That's 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 like a blow to the chest. That's a blow to the chest. The edges? Mm-hmm. No, women are very particular about their edges. Well, I, you would think they were particular about being hoes. Anyway. Okay. Well, hey, she ain't got no edges anyway. Um, so holiday grief. Now, this is this is the, the this is the part of the show where there may be triggering. It may be emotional. It may be a little sad. In no way, shape, fashion, or form. Oh, you know, we trying to trigger. Or, you know, do anything like that. But it does need to be talked about because a lot of us are dealing, you know, are going to go through this time with people that we're used to dealing, you know, seeing around this time that we don't have anymore. Um, some people are going through the first holidays without people. Some people going through the fifth or the tenth or the twentieth, and it still feels like the first. You know, so this is something that you know we do have to talk about because a lot of us, and I say us, I mean me. Um, are kind of are holding on to that negative energy or that negative feeling, and you know we get kind of down it during this time of the, time of the year because you would love to just pick up the phone and call that loved one or go or go to Mama's house or Papa's house or whatever, but you know you can't. Um, you know, so how do you advise someone on how to? properly properly deal with the grief of losing a loved one around holidays um this is always a really interesting topic and really interesting because you know the first time i appeared on the podcast this is what we talked about and i remember getting super choked up because i spoke about my uncle passing away and how he was kind of like He was the preacher in the family. He was the one who did all the prayers before. Like, he blessed the food at every family function. Um, And, you know, his his death has resonated. I mean, we've all been laughing and having fun and everything like that. It didn't stop. But his death definitely does resonate, um, even to this day. And what's really interesting about that question is, whenever I speak with my clients about dealing with grief and processing grief. I typically try to say something along the lines of, we got to make sure that you're dealing with grief in a healthy way and not in a wrong way. Because honestly, even with all the books and all the literature and all the studies and everything that's out there, I don't think that there is a right way to deal with grief. I think there's a healthy way to deal with grief. I think that there are healthy means to express your grief, you know, cry, pray, beg, move through those stages of grief and also understand that those stages of grief 
like grief itself is not linear. So even though I think the very first stage of grief is denial and the last one is acceptance, even though, you know, there's um, I think there's denial, anger, depression, bargaining and then acceptance or something like that. You're not going to maneuver through them like you're playing Monopoly, you know. You're going to come to one and then you may go back to another and it's just this everlasting or ever, ever going thing. Um, and I think that being patient with yourself is another way because there's no timeline on grief. Again, it's the nonlinear concept. I think that some unhealthy ways to deal with your grief looks like not dealing with your grief, not talking about it, um, not experiencing it or using very unhealthy means to cope with it. Like, excessive drinking, excessive alcohol, <laughs> excessive drinking, excess, excessive alcohol use or drug use or impulsive behaviors like shopping. So my Shein girlies, if you find yourself retail shopping to avoid the pain, it's not the healthiest way to deal with it. And your account agrees with me. Um, even, you know, just overly doing stuff, um, making poor impulse decisions, um, Probably gonna ruffle some feathers when I say this one, but I don't care. Um, engaging in sexual activities and wait, wait, listen, listen, <sighs> engaging in sexual activities and behaviors to numb the pain. I am pro ho. Everybody <laughs> knows that I am pro ho, and I'm not saying that I'm pro ho in the sense of you know, go be a hoe, but I'm pro ho in the sense of that I would never demonize a woman or man who enjoys having sex as long as they're being safe and as long as they're being healthy. Now we're talking through the lens of you just out here having meaningless, meaningless sex with people that you don't know. You don't know their last names. It's given very much land from girlfriends. That's when I encourage you to come sit on my couch, beloved, but not overall. Um, those are very, even anger outbursts, you know, being mean to people, um, cutting people off, those are not healthy ways. Isolation, you know, I'm a big proponent in, I believe that seclusion is really important, but there's a difference between solitude and isolation. And isolating yourself is definitely not a healthy means to cope. So I would just always encourage my clients, let's grieve. I'll go through this grieving process with you. I won't abandon you in this process. If There won't be a session where I'll say, let's talk about something else or Six months down the line, like, wow, you're still talking about this? <clears throat> that won't be me. I'll, I'll kind of walk you through that process, but making sure that you're doing it in healthy means. Because what ends up happening is you put the grief in a box, and you put that box in the back of your mind, and it festers, and it grows. And before you know it, it has taken root, and it impacts your ability to thrive. It impacts your ability to interact with people. It impacts your interpersonal relationships. It, it, it impacts who you are as a person at your core. Don't be out here um, excessively drinking. Um, unless you she in and you petty. Um, and them text messages, I don't care. Them text messages are catchy, but they petty as hell. Um, don't 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 excessively overshop. Um, you know, deal with the grief of whatever it is. Whether it be pat, whether it be the passing of a loved one, the ending of a relationship, 
um, whatever it is, whatever the grief is, deal with it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, I said don't excessively drink. I didn't say don't drink at all because I'm going to drink. Um, but everything in moderation. Moderation. Yep. There we go. Oh, my God. Everything done in moderation. In moderation. Um, don't be out here slapping folks unless they just absolutely deserve it. Um, now I will. Well, I don't know. That's 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 a tricky one though, because you know some folks really deserve to be slapped, and it's a tr- it's a trigger. Like if, you know, you like damn, like you, I'm already dealing with this, and you want to come here doing stupid shit. Now I gotta slap. But there are consequences if you slap the wrong person. You yeah. know, they may they may want to press charges. They may whip your ass. Who, who knows? But <laughs> if you're gonna slap somebody, make sure you can you, you can handle the consequences. Okay. Um, and 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 I know, like you know, this is a serious topic. But the way I deal with the grief of losing my dad and my granddad and my grandparents, I joke. Um, you know, I try to make not necessarily make light of it, but I try to, and this may or may not be healthy, but I kind of try to deflect um, the pain. So I may make a light joke or I may, you know, not necessarily change the subject, but joking, you know, as it's kind of my coping coping mechanism. Um, Now I will cry, you know, I I get emotional, you know, I'll scream, yell, and all this stuff, but excuse me, mostly I will. Um, you know, just deflect or make a joke about it, just because that's just how I—that's how I've decided to kind of deal with my grief around these this time of the year. Just because I know that if I kind of get lost in it, I will get lost in my head. I will get—I will put it in that box, and it will go to the back of my mind, and it will fester into something because. I still kind of, and, and I am working through it with my therapist, but I still do have those deep resolve issues that, you know, from those particular deaths that I have not fully dealt with. And that's okay. You know, it's, 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 it's a marathon, not a sprint, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, you know, so when you, when you advise your clients or you talk to your clients and they just kind of feel like, they're in their own head or they feel defeated with grief. You know, what are some of the reassuring rate reassuring ways that you kind of just bring them back to reality? I do this thing with my clients called facts versus feelings, where I say, you know, your feelings are valid, especially in this space. Like your feelings are valid, but you have to ask yourself where they're rooted in. Um, Something something making you feel a certain way doesn't necessarily make it the truth. And so to bring them back to the here and now, I just ask them to remind me of what they know is true. Um, And one of my favorite ways to kind of conceptualize that um, without therapy speak is, you know, right now I'm looking outside of my window and even though it's a little dark outside, you know, and it's cold outside. So the colors are a little off. Uh, I always say like, you know, I'm looking at my neighbor's yard right now and their grass is green. I'm looking at the sky and the sky is blue. What happens one day if I wake up and there's a little bit of fog or it's it's cloudy, but it's one o'clock in the afternoon. The sun is still there. 
the sky is still technically blue or even if it rains and maybe the grass is a little muddy now or it's a little brown, the grass is still technically green. But my perspective or my perception of what's going on right now because of the fog and because of the rain skews how I view the sky being blue and the grass being green. But I have to remind myself that no matter what, the sky is still blue and the grass is still green. And that kind of brings my clients back to a place where they're able to say, "Okay, yes, I am feeling this way. But the truth of the matter is X, Y, Z. And it's something that I walk them through. Um, We do it various times until they get to a point where they're able to incorporate it daily and not just when we're in therapy together. Y'all are getting free. Y'all are getting free fucking game. I'm sorry I had to curse. But y'all are getting free game right here, right now. Y'all know how to start paying for this. Um, Book her. And, and 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 get your life right, because mm-hmm. she she's dropped like she is dropping knowledge for y'all. Like it's it, the and the, the reason I wanted to do this show is one I wanted to be able to kind of deal with my own mindset. That's one. Two, I knew I had to go and reach out to Ashley because. She was going to be real, but also be real professional, if that makes sense. Like, you know how y'all be seeing them little memes, how to professionally clap back at folks at work, like per my last email type. That's at like to me, that's Ashley. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, you know, like she will get you together, but she's going to do it in a real authentic um, I'm your homegirl, but I'm also your therapist mm-hmm. type of way. Yeah, and you know, not a lot of people can do that. Like, you know, you got your friends that are gonna like, yeah, they're gonna tell you what the real, the real is, but they also gonna kind of not necessarily try to hurt your feelings as much. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, at the end of the day, them still your people. You know, y'all still you still want to have a relationship with your friends. You know, so they're gonna be honest with you, but. It's 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 kind of, and it's coming from a good place, but it's it's gonna be just a tad bit of trying to you know spare your feelings. Um, with therapy or therapist, I'm not saying they don't care about your feelings, but fuck your feelings. They are gonna tell you what the real is in an unbiased way. Yeah, and that and if nothing else, that should be reason enough especially in 2023 going into 2024 to go sit on somebody's couch or sit in somebody's chair or talk to a therapist about these underlying issues of grief and trauma and generational curses and all the things that are going on. Um, Because shit is crazy, you know, and you need that unbiased, but honest opinion um, that that people like Ashley go book her. I gonna give you. So, um, you kind of you, you you were hinting about your uncle. Um, how have you gotten through this time without him 
And what have you done in a healthy manner to deal with it? And if you want to give your unhealthy ways, you can, but you know. Well, I definitely try to make sure that I, I'm not that hypocritical because there are definitely spots in my life where I tell my clients uh, or I encourage, I don't tell my clients, I encourage my clients to do certain things and I don't do them. But I think when it comes to patterns and behaviors, I try to be on the up and up. Um, I really, I, my family, I'm not even going to hold you. My family as I've gotten older, I've, I've, I've come to, so I've always loved my family, but I think that as I have gotten older, I've learned to really relate with them. And so, you know, there, there was a certain point I started to notice, like I was no longer at the kids table and not, not even like the real kids table, the metaphorical one where all the cousins used to go off on their own and do their own thing. Like, no, we're with the elders now. Like we sitting around, we all drinking the same thing. Some of us smoking the same thing. Neither here nor there. Um, and we're, we're talking about life and we're being so open about things that bewilders me. Cause I'm like, I'm just a baby, but <laughs> also I'm an adult and being able to be fully embraced by the cousins who raised me and who are now like my cousin Lisa, I love her dearly. She's like, so when you coming over so we can drink this wine, like we be having conversations, conversations. And it's actually her father who passed away. It was my great uncle. Um, having my family still show up and still creating memories and core memories for the little ones because we lost loved ones that I don't know and don't really remember that our elders still talk about to this day. And I want to make sure that 15 years from now, 20 years from now, when, you know, our elders are they're at the point now where they don't do nothing but show up because we're taking over everything. Um, I want to make sure that we're doing for the generation coming up what they did for us. So definitely having my family support and talking to my own therapist. And I'm, I'm, I am very transparent both on social media and with my clients that I am a therapist who has a therapist. And I'm also a firm believer that if your therapist don't have a therapist and they never been to therapy, you might want to get a new therapist. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. Don't crucify me therapy world. Um, but even speaking with my own therapist about, my grief and what that looks like. And my uncle has shown up in my dreams before. And someone taught me when I was younger that when a deceased loved one shows up in your dreams, it's because they knew that you needed them in that moment. And so having him come to me several times since he passed away to let me know that he was okay and to let me know that I would be okay made his death not feel so final, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does, you know, and I kind of, <clears throat> and it's and it's kind of it's kind of random. Like I, everybody knows what I do for a living, um, and where I work. So we won't say the name because I ain't got pockets like that. Yeah, he be stressed out too. Y'all need to leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> I do, um, but. I was driving across the bridge from Memphis, well, back from West Memphis into Memphis. And I was on the phone with my best friend and she was telling me about something that, you know, she was going through. 
And I just happened to look over to my right just to, you know, because they teach you to be always be, you know, watching when you're driving. And I happened to look over to my right and I noticed um, a hotel. Now, the reason this hotel is significant is because about five years ago, maybe four or five years ago, um, my dad, who I get my get up and go on a road trip spirit from, decided, you know what? I'm going to drive me and the dog are going to drive to Florida. Why are we going to Florida? I don't know, but we're just going to go to Florida. Um, so he packed up his clothes, packed up his dog, and they drove. They were driving to Florida. And he just happened to stop in West Memphis and call me and say, hey, um, I'm in West Memphis, Arkansas. How far is that from Memphis? I said, it's like 15 minutes. Why? I'm in West Memphis. Come see me. All right, Pop. Whatever. I'm on the way. Um, so I go see him at this particular hotel and go grab something to eat. You maybe chop it up for about hour, hour and a half. And um, he just kind of want to let, just kind of just, I'm like, Pop, what are you doing? I want to go to Florida. Just like random, like, you know, this this what we doing? Hey, all right, cool. Um, but long story short, I noticed the hotel where we were in the parking lot and we were just kind of talking. And before I could catch myself, I just blurt out, damn you, grief. And, you know, had to fight back tears because, like, that, in that moment, it was just like, here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, you, you go back. I went through them all the same five, five stages of grief in all of, like, two minutes. And all I did was look over to the right and notice a hotel. Yeah. You know, and it's something as simple as that, that'll take you, you know, you think you're doing okay. You think you, um, not necessarily over it, but it's going to be a good day. And then all of a sudden you driving down the road at work and all of a sudden you in that place, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, 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 it's situations like that where if you don't necessarily know how to deal with that or you're not dealing with it in a healthy way, that can send you down a, a, a rabbit hole of shopping, drinking, mm-hmm. making bad decisions, and now you messed up all your progress. You know, so keep that in mind, you know, during the holidays is, you know, we, we go through this season of um, missing those loved ones and, you know, reminiscing because, you know, but but it's good, it's good to reminisce. It's good to remember. Mm-hmm. You know, because you never want to, like you said, never want to let go of that memory. You never, you they never, you never want that person to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, you always want to just pass it down. So, I agree. I definitely agree, and I'll even take it a step further. Uh, just, just because I am like a millennial therapist, and I, you know, work with um, professionals and women. Um, grief is not limited to death grief can be your life doesn't look the way you want it to you're grieving uh what you thought your life would look like you're grieving the loss of relationships people still alive you just don't have any 
nothing to do with them anymore. And I got to plug one of my friends in really quick. She's a life coach. Her name is Kimberly Jackson. She actually has a video on her page. I am Kimspirations that talks about this in particular. So just know, like from a therapist's point of view, there's nothing shameful or embarrassing about experiencing grief that exists for you. And it's not because of somebody no. And it's not because of somebody actually passing away. Like grief is so multifaceted. You can experience it because of just about anything. So just know that you're also not alone in that feeling and just know that, um, yeah, it's very normal. So you being a millennial therapist, we run so, so. Oh Lord. Okay. Wait, we're going to go to break. Cause I'm going to ask you a question. Cause it was brought to my attention that I might be a bit of a millennial. I'm older than y'all, but I may fit in the category. First of so, all, okay, yeah, let's take the break. Uh, we'll be right back with more Hurts Stay tuned. Do you have a business or event you would like to promote and want the best way to grab potential clients' attention? Give AdKisser a try. AdKisser is a professional and affordable company that can create your 30 or 60 second ad to make your business stand out from the competition. We've got men, women, that can bring energy and quality to your advertisement. When you get ready to spread the word about your business or event, don't let anyone else cut you a boring commercial. That is literally the worst thing I've ever heard. Send us your ad and let us kiss. For demos and more info, visit adkisser.com. Looking for a way to relax or work on your mental health? Blooming Lotus Lifestyle and Wellness Company is here to help. We offer an array of services to aid with mental health support and more. An aromatherapy experience through handcrafted essential sensory blend candles, sensory deprivation massages, sound therapy, and more. There's also our nonprofit organization, the Butterfly Foundation, that aids and supports women and children in domestic violence crisis. Our motto is thriving in humanity while operating with love and humility. For more info, find us on Linktree at Blooming Lotus Wellness and CO. Welcome back to Hurts where I am your girlfriend's favorite podcast host, The Big Hurt. And if she says I'm not, her edges ain't hers. Um, now, before we went to break, I was about to pose a, a millennial question, but you were you you wanted to say something, so I'm, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to speak. Go ahead. Without doxing anybody, because I know who your therapist is, and your therapist is a millennial, and I know that you're not older than she is. Mm. Mm. Exactly. So you're definitely a millennial. Keep in mind that millennials, I think the age of now, the age range, I think, could be. 28 until like 40 something like that that age range is pretty oh, okay. wide. so there are like older millennials who are like 80s babies and then millennials who are 90s babies early 90s babies and then like right at that cusp before we get to you know the gen z the, the tie potter the tie pot eaters that. um that's what i was that's thinking what, it was at the tip of my phone but i didn't want to say it um that's what they did. Gen Z, because Gen Z, uh, Gen Z is our future, and they're actually, hey, the kids are all right. I, I, the kids are all right, but there's like that cusp between the kids are all right. Some of them. The kids are all right. Look, it, it's it's that age range between 90, it, it, anything after 95, I'm looking at you a little sideways. Just a little bit. 
some of them folks are eating Tide Pods. Not anymore. You're right. Not they anymore. Were, they were eating Tide Pods and we were going to the club dressed in business casual and business professional. So every generation has their WTF. This is true. Mm-hmm. So, um, damn, we really did that. Too. Mm-hmm. We were party. It's about four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Wake up. No, we were party. It's like four in the morning. Sleep for about 15 minutes and then go to class. Like shit with like or, or go to work, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Um, so it was it was brought to my attention that I'm a I'm an older millennial. Mm-hmm. And the way it was brought to my attention was it was by my godmother. Um, I was telling her that I just wasn't really, I didn't really I was kind of burnt out in my current job and I really didn't know what to do. Um, and she was like, you she's like, I know you're good at your job. Like you could sell ice to the devil, like whatever. I said, like, Oh, well, thank you. God, mommy. I, I appreciate that. But the way she described me was she was like, you're, you're a typical millennial. You want to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to about three. Be off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Be paid a nice sum of money. And, you know, complain about things if you if they don't fit into your bubble. And I said, well, yeah, is it my fault I can do my job between the hours of eight and three? But they want me to be at work from eight to five. It's not my fault. If I can do it in two in two less hours and get the job done, should I be able to go home? Well, no, because they paying you till five. Well, okay, I'm gonna fuck off for two hours. No, you're supposed to work. No, I'm I'm already I've already done the work. So the mindset that I've that I have is my job, my office hours are from eight thirty-ish. So maybe about 345. After 345, I mentally kind of check out. Mm-hmm. I be my mind, like my body is wherever it is, but my mind is at the gym, then it's at home, and then it's sleep again. And the way she described it to me was her generation, they didn't take days off. What's PTO? What's a mental health day? Like, um, you worked from 7.30 to 5 or 8 to 5. You punched that clock and you took your little 15, 30-minute break. You went back to work and you did what was supposed to be done. And I said, I, don't, I, I, I see how, and I, I said, no thought of respect. I see how some of y'all just dropped the fuck dead. Because I can't do that. My mindset is like, bro, like I did my job. I want to go home. Do I still got two hours left on the clock? Yeah, but I still want to go home because my job is done. Somebody comes to sit on your couch with that mindset. How do you steer them in a direction to be like, hey, don't check out two hours early? <laughs> Why would I do that? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe no. 
Why would okay? So here's here's my thing, and no shade to, to God, mommy. We love our godmothers. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is gonna sound bad. Okay, so no shade to God, mommy, but that same generation who worked the typical nine to five, what is a mental health day? You know, what PTO? Not only are they the same generation that developed heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, cancer, chronic migraines. Um, but they are also the same generation that projected all of that pent up anger and frustration and burnout onto their kids, which is why their kids now sit on my couch once a week. So there's that. Um, I encourage my clients to do what feels healthy for them. Everything, you're not going to like everything that's healthy for you. Case in point, I'm a gym rat, I'm, but I am a gym rat whose diet is horrible. I don't eat the way that I'm supposed to um, because everything that's healthy for you just isn't all, you don't like it, you know? And everything that makes you happy isn't healthy for you because the way that Chick-fil-A, chicken nuggets got me in a chokehold, should honestly be illegal. But I know that that's not the healthiest thing that I could be getting at Chick-fil-A. But it's what makes me the happiest. Um, I encourage my clients to always do what is healthy for them. And then I always encourage my clients to have some integrity. If a job is requiring something of you that you cannot give, you have to ask yourself, is it beneficial for me to still be here? I am one of those millennials who believes that I don't have to spend 70% of my life at work. I watched my mom work the same job for over 20 years. And when she got sick and was in the hospital and damn near on her deathbed, that same job didn't even come and visit her. When she left because she physically needed to, that same job did not offer a party or send a card or even hell, even an edible arrangement. 20 plus years she worked for this same company and when push came to shove that same company acted as if she did not exist so why would I encourage someone to spend so much time at a job that burns them out in so many ways when burnout especially in the millennial generation and shout out to Dr. Diablo Ford, she did an article on this, a black published therapist. So make sure you check that out. Um, why would I encourage someone to be in something that is slowly but surely killing them? So it's a little bit of, it's a tricky place to be in. You know, I, I would not necessarily say, well, no, you need to find yourself something to do for those last two hours because I'm not their boss. But I would say, hey, well, let's have a little bit of integrity. Does fucking off the last two hours of your job make for you to grow in this role? And if you want to grow in this role, is it really the best thing for you to do? And if it's not, then why are we there? Well, me well the money good. Um, and it pays. It allows me to live the lifestyle that I've become accustomed to. Okay. Do I still fuck off in the last hour and a half of the day? Yes. Like my and, and, and when my boss says this, I'm sorry, but yes, I be fucking off. So then here's where I encourage you to reframe your thinking and let's not look at that last hour and a half as fucking off, but as expending our energy into other areas. 
you're not going to find something. It's not like you. It's not like it's a job where you continuously continuously have to do something. When you're done for the day with your particular job, and there's nothing else for you to do, maybe you pour your energy into other things that may benefit you. If you are a content creator, maybe you plan some content. If you're a, a, a brand ambassador, maybe you work on some of your brand deals. If you're any type of entrepreneur, maybe you work on your business. Maybe you get some errands done or some chores completed. It doesn't necessarily have to be fuck off because when I hear that I think I answer my work sale I ain't responding to no emails I'm finna turn my team's chat off I'm about to kick up get high drink fall asleep that's what I think about when I think about fuck off but there are a lot of people who work jobs especially salary jobs where when they're done for the day they take their energy into other spots but they're still available in the event that their job requires them to be Boss, I'm changing my mindset. Here we go. I'm not going to fuck off. I'm going to do other things that enhance other things in my life. Mm -hmm. But I'll still answer the phone if you call. There you go. And I'll make make it better. I won't wait to the whole new year, new me thing. I'll start that next week. Period. Because... You, you know how some of y'all be. It's about to be 2024. It's my year. I'm claiming this. You did the same shit. Don't be that person. Please don't. Like, it, if nothing else, I challenge everybody to do some, to do at least one thing different by the end of the year or next year that they didn't do this year. Whether it be get a gym membership and stick to it or be a content creator, get a new job. Hell, save some money. I, I know I need to save some money. Plan a trip uh, for your people. Do something to enhance your life by the end of the year or going into 2024 so that you can be a healthier, better person. Mm-hmm. That's my challenge to y'all. Um I'll, I'll, I'll stop fucking off at work. Thank you. I guess. Because <laughs> if we be, like, if we being honest, like, I be trying to be at the gym at like four thirty, four forty five, so I can be home by like six thirty. It's a lot. You can so, time to go to the gym. Well, so if we being honest, I used to I used to do uh, two a days. Like I would wake up. At 4.30, be at the gym by 4.45 in the morning, work out till like 5.30, come home, shower, take the kids to the bus stop, work, then leave work, go to the gym at like 5, leave the gym about 7, come home, interact with the family, eat, stay up to like 10.30, and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Body says stop doing that. So we just work out at night. You see, you got that this one. You be in the gym early in the morning. I can't do that no more. It's I don't not, know how you do it. I, I was, I was going to make a joke, but I have to. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I do it either. I want to hear the joke, though. So you're not going to. Okay, so I'll say the joke. It's, it's obviously not real, but it's just how, like, me and my friends, like, talk about stuff. So, you said, I don't see how you did it. 
I was going to say crack. Hmm. Hey. Yeah. Hello, well, disclaimer, I don't do crack or anything. Right. We we don't do that, but hey, it yeah. it, it look, it's a, I got a couple crackhead tendencies. Get but I don't do crack. No. But but we don't, you know, we don't do illegal drugs. That's that's wrong. Especially crack. Because crack will crack, crack fuck is, you up. What did the late great Whitney Houston say? I don't do crack, baby. Crack is whack. Which is a coke. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um man we're talking holiday grief here uh this week's episode of hurts world i am joined by dr ashley as i i'm the person that can call her that nobody else can i actually have a client who does call me doc oh okay well you're the only I, non-client who that's also not true my best friend calls me dr lou oh well I'm gonna call you Doctor Ash. Um, so let's 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 come off holiday grief a little bit, okay. and let's get into some mainstream tea. Out of ghetto. Um, now on this situation, I need you to give. I ain't gonna tell you. Just give me your honest, non-biased hood opinion. Okay. Unless you've been living under a rock. Last week, T.I. and his son uh, gone, went viral because T.I. choked out his son at the Falcons game. Now, the Atlanta Falcons were um, celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. Ludacris was there in the sky, like, we, you know, Pellicella from the sky singing Move Bitch. Uh, T.I. brought the team out. Um, I think 2 Chains was there. A lot, a lot of hip-hop royalty was there. But um, in, a viral, in a viral video, King, um, as is his name, King's T, King's, King, T.I.'s son, is in the video basically telling everybody that uh, y'all don't want me to talk. I was always at my, y'all didn't really raise me. I was at my grandma's house. And then you hear T.I. and Tiny say, well, use this at your grandma's house because um, that's who babied you and that's who pacified you. And then I guess King put his hands on Tiny, which was a big mistake, and T.I. choked him out. Um, and then he went on later to post, I'm standing on business, and if anybody want to interview, it starts. It's, I ain't doing no interview for less than 10K. Um, so you will not hear King on Hurt's World because we ain't got the type of money yet. <laughs> um, how do you feel about that whole situation? Break it down from break it down from the hood to the therapist. Um, so you know this about me. I, I typically, if it ain't about Michael B. Jordan, child, I don't really keep it. <laughs> <laughs> somebody crashed his car into a parked car and I was like Lord don't take my man <laughs> I love me if you know me if like anybody who truly knows me knows that like this my y'all, man. y'all go together real bad real bad real bad but anyway, um, I did see that foolery pop up on my timeline um, 
I have my own personal feelings about T.I. And some of them are very negative. Um, I used to be a, a huge fan of T.I. actually growing up. Uh, I think especially like the, what was it, T.I. versus Tip. I think I had to have been like in the eighth grade when that was released. And like T.I., you know, Southern hip-hop culture. And we live in the South. So, of course, that was something that I grew up listening to and, and really liking. And, you know, ATL is everybody's one of one of one of the better hood classics out there it had literally no plot it was pretty stupid but we love the movie <laughs> we quote it all the time the memes go insane so, so seeing ti in the media for things like and i don't know his children i don't know any of their names like i know their names but i don't, I don't know who is who but like seeing ti come out I tell my my daughter's gynecologist to check and make sure she's still a virgin. That whole ordeal I found to be extremely predatory and sick, and it really changed my opinion on T.I. And I just felt like, you know, as a father, first of all, there are certain things that you don't do, and there are definitely things that you don't share to the world. Your daughter's virginity is not something that needs to be discussed on any social media platform, and here you are making it the number one trending topic on Twitter. So that in itself makes me feel like T.I. a little messy, a little problematic. Um, the clips, because I did watch Family Hustle. Ask me if I remember anything from it, because I don't. Um, and I remember the debacle that is Tiny and T.I.'s marriage. And I got my opinions about that. You know, I think that... <laughs> I think that when you marry a certain person that has a certain lifestyle, you shouldn't be surprised when certain shit happens. And Tiny, you know, girl, what did you think was going to happen? It's like if I put my hand on the stove when it's turned on to boiling, I shouldn't be surprised when I burn my damn fingerprints off. But that's neither here nor there. Um, So I said all of that to say, it does not surprise me that their children are... Yep. Yep, that's it. <laughs> and King, that's what we're talking about, right? King. King is the yeah. Um, I truly believe that I, I believe two things could be true at the same time. I don't I don't not believe that it's possible that with having two famous parents that maybe he spent more time at his grandmother's house. Um but I also don't believe necessarily that it was because his grandmother babied him because T.I. and Tiny are his parents. If his grandmother pacified him and he had a pacifier in his mouth until he was 12, which I honestly don't believe, I think that that was just to belittle him. And people in the comments believing that that was real kind of behooves me a little bit. Y'all, his parents. So yeah. at what point do you step into the equation and say, no, you're going to stay your last over here because you came from these loins. I came from those loins, but you came from these loins, so you're going to stay over here. Do I think King was right to put his hands on his mother? No, I don't, but I do think that I think that there is actually a lot of hurt in that family that we don't know about. I think that there is a lot deeper to that story. I don't think that children just up and act that way. And I say this as a therapist, 
who has heard some of the wildest story. Yes, there are times where you can give your children all the advantages in life and they will still screw you over and say F you. Yes, there are times where children are just defiant. You know, it, it happens. But for the most part, children don't tend to act like that for no reason. So I think one truth behind the matter is his anger towards Tiny and T.I. is there for a reason. I, I think that they did do something to this boy that made him feel isolated or that made him feel like he was not a part of the family. And now he's feeling gaslit because he's thinking, you know, well, I was raised at my grandmama's house. You know, I was doing X, Y, Z. And y'all over here telling me that that makes me not X, Y, Z. But by the same token, I also feel like King is fooled. And I think that he does a lot of stuff for clout because the whole I'm not speaking on it no more unless you drop in $10,000 for an interview screens. I just want some clout. King, I got a used TIC and a growing platform for you. I don't have 10K. Um, and if you want, I can bring Ashley back and she can, you know, help you through your trauma. Not my my cup of tea. Mm -mm. I can refer him out, though. As a therapist, you got to know when something ain't your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Okay. Um, Well, if there's any other therapist, you know what? King, if you want to come, we'll we'll, we'll bring somebody for you if you want. Um, You know, we'll. I your people call my people, I'm, but I don't have 10K for you. Um, but if you just want to talk, we can talk. Um, but no, I, so me personally, I felt like I felt like it was for it was partially for clout. Um, but then I also, and and, and I've been saying, and I and I've always been like this, like. The new age of children that are growing up mm-hmm. are spoiled. That's our fault. Um, they are hugely entitled to things that they may or may not deserve. And some of them are downright disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, I said all that to say just like a cup just like earlier in the year earlier in the year where that teacher went viral for whooping that little girl's ass um i will say the same thing i said then you cannot and and, and well and it may not apply cuz i think king is 19 but you cannot talk cash money shit to an adult and then when that adult turns that green light on, all of a sudden you want to pump the brakes and be a kid again. That's not how shit works. If you want to talk tough and talk grown, you got to be able to talk tough and be grown and handle adult-like consequences. If you put your hand, if he put his hands on his mama and and and. T.I. decides I need to defend my wife. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He defended his wife. You just happen to be his son. You stuck your ass out there in that hot water. You got burned. That's just how I feel about it. 
Um, could he have some, you know, deep line issues from childhood? I'm pretty sure he does. Like, like you say, he, he comes from a celebrity family. T.I. and Tiny are some are two of the, you know, biggest, two of the biggest hip hop and R&B artists mm-hmm. ever. So, you know, like, did he probably have some, some, did he have a lot more advantage than most people? Yeah. Could he be, could that be traumatizing for him? Cause he felt like he was left out or he wasn't loved enough. Yes. Yeah. All that being said, he hopped his ass up there in an adult situation and he got adult consequences. I'll be sitting here crying now. Did you see the whole clip? Because the one that went viral was just like the very end. But apparently the whole clip shows that it started out as a joke, but then somewhere along the line, stuff got serious. Yeah. No, no. So because my question ends up being like, can you... (laughs) Can you really joke about something that's still hurting you? Because for it to have turned the way that it did, it's obvious there's still some something there. And I don't I don't know what it is for King in particular, but that's the vibe I got when I watched the whole clip. That's that's something else. Stop playing all the damn time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you 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 can't play you you can't play adult games. And when you get adult results, uh, want to be want to be a kid again? Got to pick a struggle, King. Either you want to either you gonna stay in a child's place or you know act your age, or you gonna come out here, come, come, hop off the porch with the big dog, and you and you gonna see what that's like too. Um, you know, but is it a bad? Is it a sad situation? Yeah. You know, you nobody wants to go viral for choking out their son. Mm-hmm. You know, like now, other you know, but nobody wants to do that. You know, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to decisions. And at this point, bro, you grown, and you got your and you got choked out. Um, I will say, y'all are hella petty for all these damn memes. They funny as hell. You know, I shouldn't have been on the internet at all because so, you know what? Hold on, because y'all know Hurts where we like to be messy. Mm-hmm. Let's see, <laughs> we're gonna go here to Google, and this is why they probably should have never gave uh, mm-hmm. acting up on Al Gore's internet. Mm-mm, Beyonce's, Beyonce's, I was thinking Rihanna. Mm-mm. Beyonce, because uh, Navy. Mm-hmm. Who? Navy. Oh well, hey, you know, just saying. Let's see. That's not. That's not the one. Some of these memes are hilarious. It's this one. Uh, sharing screen. Now, now this was, this, this is wrong. I don't even know who, 
do you know who Mr. Meaty is? I remember. I don't know exactly where I remember it from, but yeah, it's tucked away in the back of my mind. Yeah, that's that that, that one's wrong. I still, but it's funny as hell. Um, my personal favorite is this one. King meme if I send uh, I need to figure out how to work Beyonce's internet. Did you go to the Beyonce concert? No, I, I went to the Renaissance Film. I actually went yesterday. How was it? Ten out of ten. Would you go? Would you? Would you pay twice? I would go again. I don't know if I would pay twice. Oh uh, well, fellas, take her on a date. <laughs> You take me on a date. Let's not go to the movies. We're adults. What? Uh, uh, that's gonna open up. We um, we gonna we gonna stop looking for this meme. Now, hold on, hold on, Doc. We can't go to the movies for on the on the first date. Movies and what? We just want to see Beyonce. That's enough, right? Movies and what? The movies and. The movies, maybe the okay, maybe the, the Cheesecake Factory. I don't, you know, can we go to Cheesecake Factory? You're not gonna, so what you're not gonna do is trip me up about hot topics. What I will say for me, a date is the opportunity for us to get to know each other. How the hell can we do that at a Beyonce concert movie? I can watch your reaction to the plethora of the greatness of what Beyonce is. As Absolutely not. No. Okay. No. I tried. Now, if we are dating, um, or even if it's a first date, and maybe I'm talking about how much fun I had at the Beyonce concert, and you're like, well, hey, how about we go do XYZ, and then I take you to go see Renaissance, sure. But as a first date, all we doing is going to movies? Hmm, I'm okay, beloved. <laughs> Not I'm okay, beloved. Okay, beloved. So, okay. So if we, you know, so first date, movies, eating, maybe, uh, any particular restaurant that we can't go to? <laughs> See, he's trying to trip me up. And I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, trying to, you're trying to trip me up. And again, I will say this, at my big old age... Well, first, first of all, let me backtrack. I like Cheesecake Factory. Me and my friend just went there a few weeks ago. I like chilies. I like, I don't really like Applebee's. I like chilies, you know, chain restaurants. But in my most recent, I won't even talk about my, my, my most recent relationship that I was in. What I will say is my friends and I don't even go to chain restaurants. Not for real. We're going to black-owned spots. We're going to nice spots. We're going to steak places. We're going to local places. So I would want that same in every relationship that I have. Familial, platonic, social, professional, and romantic. Now, with that being said, at my big old age, dinner and movie dates are cool. I'm definitely never opposed to eating and I'm never opposed to watching a movie. 
but I want to be able to truly learn about a person, engage my comfort level around a person. And whenever I'm engaging in conversations with people, you tend to learn a lot about the things I like to do, places I like to go, and so on and so forth. And I I feel like if you are the pursuer as a man, if you're pursuing me, if you're taking heed to the things that I'm saying when we're having random conversations and you're ready to take you're ready to take me on a date, if dinner and movie is all you were able to gather from me when I like museums and art exhibits and brunches and paint and sips and the listening lab and concourse and all these other places, some of which are free, by the way. Then I have to call into question, like, is this basic? Am I basic? You think I'm basic? I don't know. That's just me, though. Um, fellas, here you go. <laughs> do not slide and said DM. If you just happen to see Ashley out and about, she likes brunch. Um, and you approach her, just know that this is a quality woman and you're going to have to do quality things to catch her attention. Say that, say that, say that descriptor one more time. If you happen to see her out, she likes brunch. If you approach her, this is a quality woman who likes quality things. Quality is the thing that I think people missed in that dialogue about the Cheesecake Factory. Now, even though I don't know whether or not there was a skit, and even though I'm not the type of person who's like, yeah, I'm going to have to take me to high-end places, that's not necessarily me. But I think what people missed in that whole dialogue is people just want quality and intention. How much intention is it in taking me to a chain restaurant for two for 20 and to go see the latest movie. If that is not something that I talk about liking, or if that is something that I don't mention, I want to do just lose the thought. We're supposed to be talking about holiday grief anyway, or what's new in pop culture. That's new. That's, that's pop culture. That's communication. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause some of y'all don't be listening to each other. Listen, what are they saying? Therapy. Communicate. Um, because one day somebody gonna slide, somebody gonna say, Hey, her told me to slide in your DM, and I did. And he gave me the blueprint, and now I'm getting invited to a wedding. I will say that, you know, it, I'm not gonna say that part. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, um, we're gonna go to break. Um, and we're going to wrap up here. Uh, so stay tuned for more Hurts World. Don't go nowhere. Do you have a business or event you would like to promote and want the best way to grab potential clients' attention? Give AdKisser a try. AdKisser is a professional and affordable company that can create your 30 or 60 second ad to make your business stand out from the competition. We've got men, women, that can bring energy and quality to your advertisement. When you get ready to spread the word about your business or event, don't let anyone else cut you a boring commercial. That is literally 
be the worst thing I've ever heard. Send us your ad and let us kiss. For demos and more info, visit adkisser.com. Looking for a way to relax or work on your mental health? Blooming Lotus Lifestyle and Wellness Company is here to help. We offer an array of services to aid with mental health support and more. An aromatherapy experience through handcrafted essential sensory blend candles, sensory deprivation massages, sound therapy, and more. There's also our nonprofit organization, the Butterfly Foundation, that aids and supports women and children in domestic violence crisis. Our motto is thriving in humanity while operating with love and humility. For more info, find us on Linktree at Blooming Lotus Wellness and CO. Welcome back to Hurts, where I am your girlfriend's favorite podcast host, The Big Hurt. And if she says I'm not, that hoe is a liar. We have come to my favorite part of the show. Um, it, it is songs you know you should not have been singing as a kid. Now, <laughs> this particular song, um, it's it's not it's not a raunchy song. It's not a bad song. It's a great song. And I and I and y'all may have heard this before. Y'all may have heard me say this before, um, on the show or maybe on a different show. But this particular song, there is a part of the particular song that made me realize that I am scared of this type of woman. And if this type of woman ever comes into my life, I want y'all to drag me by my ankles and beat me to within an inch of my life. Bring me back and tell me, sir, you have lost your fucking mind. Now, um, I'm gonna try to. Get, I gotta find a part because it's, it's it's and and it, and it's a and it's an older song and, and so, most songs don't have this type of vibe anymore. So it's one of them songs that uh you you gotta dig you ain't gotta dig deep in the crates for, but it's one of them songs. So why I find it and get to the part. Um, let's see, it's the songs you know you should not have been singing as a kid. It's boys to men on bended knee. Here we go. That's not it. I'm about to say, see, this was wrong. That's not it. Crying on bending knee no more. That's not it. Wait, yes, it is. That it? Maybe I, did I? I think I went past. I don't think I went too far. Hold on. song where this man says and I quote 
I know I saw you out there with that other fella. I just didn't care. <laughs> Please come back, ma'am, sir. If you have the, if you are, let me talk to ladies first. Ladies, if you had that type of power over men, bless you. Um, and you, whatever you are doing to that man, you need to stop because that's going to turn him into a serial killer. That's one. Two. Serial killer. Guys, women outnumber us. It ain't that much good for JJ in the world for you to ever get down on me and me and say, baby, I saw you with the other fella. I just didn't care. What the fuck? No. <laughs> so if she got that type of hold on you, sir, you need to run right now. Like, stop, like, stop the podcast, pack your shit, get your Xbox or your PlayStation and go. Because you are entirely um whipped. Like I'm you are you are beyond sprung. And I don't want no woman unless she is my child. <laughs> To have that type of power on me where I can you can blatantly cheat on me and I know you cheating on me and I don't care. So that is this week's song. You know, you should not have been singing as a kid because that's a lesson in stupidity. <laughs> now, that I got that out there. Yes. What is one song you know you should not have been singing as a kid? Literally any and every Pretty Ricky song that ever existed. I I look back. I was eleven, tell my age. I was eleven when Grind on Me, which was the dirty version, and Grind with Me, which was the clean version, came out. Eleven going on twelve. I was in. I vividly remember being in the sixth grade. I was a freshman in college. Ain't no way. Yeah. When Grind On Me came out? Oh, five? Yeah. You and my cousin the same age. Oh, wow. Okay. I did, you know, black don't crack because you definitely never gave, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was in sixth grade and I was in the eighth grade when their second album came out. Hmm. Yeah. Well, damn. Um, if, you <laughs> out, if you are out here still singing, still singing Bendini and she cheating on you, leave, sir. If you are let, if you are cheating on this man, leave that man alone. Um, because it's not right for you to be out here cheating on that man, and he know it, and he letting you do that shit. Um, or if you are still out here grinding on folks, spectacular. Um. <laughs> Not the woo, like it was Michael B. Jordan. Listen, you was either Team Spectacular or you was Team Pleasure P. And you was it was one of the other. And you was Spectac, huh? Ten ten toes down. What it was it was like two other dudes in the crew. Yeah, Slickum and Baby Blue. Yeah, I mean and Slickum was the tall dreadhead dude, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Folks said he looked he looked weird. No, that's on me. Now that I'm an adult, Slickham actually none of none of them were unattractive, but I do think a lot of why Slickham did not get the same amount of 
hype that spectacular guy one because he was dark skinned because even pleasure wasn't dark skin he was more of like a brown skinned man but slickham was dark skinned slickham had dreadlocks and i think that they were free formed so it was so it wasn't like the the the, the more cleaner look now and mm-hmm. i think at the time most people just weren't used to the free form lock look and then you know he would he would make really weird faces on the music videos, but looking back at him now, Slickham actually is not unattractive. Okay, um, I, I I just happened to listen to Pretty Ricky. I didn't obsess over those guys, um, but you couldn't tell me I wasn't like an honorary member after my freshman year of of, of college because there were there are plenty of women who were. Uh, invited to be um, grounded on. That's hilarious. So, uh, but and then in college was different. Hey, freshman orientation. It was about four of us from Chicago. We're in Alabama. It's a hundred degrees. Hundred degrees in the gym. And they were doing some type of talent show, uh, get to meet somebody, and we was like, we gonna do, we gonna just dance and sing Pretty Ricky. And they got my ass out there, and I just thought, I'm not. Um, yeah, <laughs> and there was there was some things, and we gonna leave it at that. Um, we on a break. While I reminisce on, on freshman year college, we'll be right back more Hurts World. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Hurts World. I am your girlfriend's favorite podcast host, to be hurt. And if she says I'm not, she ain't no edges. Um, it has been a fun show. Um, I really hope that you took something from it. Hope that you were able to listen and comprehend. Um, help you able to get some tips and things on how to deal with uh, your family and your friends during the holidays, dealing with grief, dealing with sudden boundaries, dealing with uh, the different things that we may or may not face during the holiday season. Um, this is the part of the show where I give Ashley the opportunity to plug herself and anything she has coming up. Um, so I give you the floor. Well, thank you. Um well, at, you know, if you want to stay tuned with what I have going on, please follow my socials. So transformative counseling on Facebook, therapy.newor on Instagram and underscore underscore ash dot bash on TikTok. Um, not going to drop my Twitter here because I don't need y'all on my Twitter. Also, I'm probably about to take a little break from being on Twitter, not because of that, but they let's just say that they are not super friendly when it comes to therapists on Twitter. And that's a whole different story. Um, plus Twitter is just not as fun as it used to be. In my opinion, it's just a lot of male hating, male bashing, woman hating, woman bashing, black people against black people. Crap. I don't want to, you know, kind of deal with that, but definitely follow me on my other socials. So my big launch has happened. I am accepting new clients for individual couples and family therapy. So if you are someone who has thought about therapy for a long time and you are interested in speaking with me, 
I do offer a free 30 minute consultation will be on screen kind of like this. Um, if you just know for a fact that I touched you in some type of a way and you're like, nah, that's my therapist, please feel free to hit me up. Um, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I, I definitely pride myself on being a relatable and authentic therapist. And I encourage my clients to also embrace their authenticity and whatever that may look like. Um, as far as things that I have coming up, as always, I don't like to spend too much time talking on it. I kind of want y'all to be surprised and thrilled. Uh, but I do have some really amazing content coming up just days in the life. I'm really wanting to do a healing girl series for all of my girls who are experiencing, you know, the loss of a relationship or finding a hard time embracing singlehood. Um, I have some events that are coming up, some speaking engagements that I will share on my socials as well. And since I plug myself, is it okay if I plug some of my sister circle? Of course. So earlier in the show, I mentioned that you have to cultivate a space of support. And I have a really tremendous space of support. I call them my sister circle. So I'm just going to, you know, plug them. If you are looking for a phenomenal public speaker. I highly encourage you to hit up Dr. Diabola Ford. She is an actual doctor. She is a female millennial therapist. Um, she's also a black woman because, you know, period. Um, she's also a therapist, but she's not accepting any new clients, but she's a phenomenal speaker. You should really check her out. Um, I already plugged my friend Kimberly. She's a life coach. I am Kim Spirations on Instagram. If you're looking for an influencer to teach you how to be bougie on a budget, I highly encourage you to follow my best friend. She is I am Charity Bianca on Instagram. I'm trying to think, is there anybody else? Oh, my mentor. I love her dearly. She's also a millennial um, therapist. Her name is Ashley Dortch. You can find her on Instagram at millennial. Well, no. Her business is millennial consults. But I think that she's on Instagram under a different name. But just know that I, I plug my people all the time on my story. So feel free if you need a therapist, if you need a life coach, if you need a public speaker, you need a podcast guest, you need an author, you need a journal, whatever. You let me know and I got you. Plug your training. I can't believe I forgot the baddest of them all. So shout out to my trainer. Um, her name is Denise and her Instagram name is underscore... Is at underscore Dionysia. Um, you will not be disappointed at the content at the at the content that she posts. Uh, her rates are extremely affordable. In March of next year, she would have been my trainer for three years. I love her. I trust her. I swear by her. All the gains that my followers have seen me gain in the last couple of years, hundred percent courtesy to her. Um. Fellas, this is another disclaimer. Listen. Um, I cannot slide in nobody's DMs. But if you would ever be so kind to slide on her DMs for me and just say these words that thing be thanging, I will be thanking. Just know. That if y'all do that, my trainer is going to either block you or make fun of you because she is more than that dump truck that she is carrying. Like, oh, she is way more than that. But just tell her, Herc said, you are amazing, phenomenal. We see the games, <laughs> but mm-hmm. 
that thing be saying. Alright, um, that is all I gotta say. Um, as you can see, uh, above my head, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, commercial spot started $25. Get yourself a commercial, a ad, a plug for $25. You want to plug your business, plug your promotion, plug, you know, anything you got coming up, $25 is all it's going to cost you for a professionally made commercial by none other than adkisser.com. Why adkisser.com? One, they fire as fuck. Two, they sponsor Herc. And three, because I fucking said so. Duh. Um, so follow, you know, hit me up for uh, commercials. Um, it is the holiday season. And what I'm going to do. All right. So this is the part where y'all turn y'all radios up. For the month of December. I will ex- exclusively be giving away five $25 Amazon gift cards. Ooh. Now, five, let me repeat it. Five $25 Amazon gift cards. I will be personally giving them away on the last show of the year. The only thing you have to do to be eligible to win this gift card is like the YouTube channel, subscribe to said YouTube channel, and leave one comment. You could say hi, you can say bye, you can say Herc's World sucks. I don't give a damn what you say. That's all you got to do. Like the YouTube page. Subscribe to the YouTube page and leave a comment. And that's all you got to do. You do that. I enter you into the contest. I give away $525 Amazon gift cards um, at on the very, very last show of the year. It ain't hard. I'm not a hard guy. That's all you got to do. It's real simple. You can do that. You want $25. Um, as always, if you don't work, you don't eat, you got to crawl for you can walk, walk for you can run, and man, run before you can fly. I am your girlfriend's favorite podcast host, Big Hurt. And so the next time you see my face or hear my voice, take care of yourself. Herc, out, 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 out.